Alright, welcome to hey. Extra Party Feed number four. Even though, you know, it's kind of number two, but yeah, it's right. fine. <laughs> zero, zero, four still. Alright. You're not going to hear the first two. Unless, I don't know, you maybe pay a lot of money, you might. <laughs> Yo, cough it up, man. Anyway, it's your boy, Nick Massaro. It's your boy, Mike Melanda. We're hey. here to give you the real shit. Give um, the real shit, man. So it looks like you got a little. What? Why are you see? looking at me, man? I'm just saying, I see you what you got there. This guy's just looking at me. No, I, I just had uh, just topics. All right, let me shut that off. <laughs> Fuck it off. <laughs> Remind me to turn it back oh, on. Oh my god! All right, I'll try to. You have to. So me and Mike, uh, we always turn this refrigerator off. Okay, you just heard it turn off. Fuck. We always turn it off. We're like, oh, all right, you know, if we don't open it, maybe it won't turn on. <laughs> As soon as we do our fucking intro, it shouldn't. It's just maintaining a temperature, man. Like it shouldn't. You're right, but uh, you know, technology's not perfect. It's fucking ridiculous, man. Anyway, right. so what uh, you were laughing at me about? I just have a no. I just had some ideas like that came into my life, like accidentally. I was talking to an ex actually. She like had hit me up to hang out. And she's like, hey, like, you you want to go out and grab some food? And I'm like, sure. I'm like, I want to, I want something unhealthy. And I'm like, I'm kind of craving a burger. And then she just hits me with, I'm a vegan. And I'm just like, immediately, I'm just like, okay. I kind of don't want to grab food because I want like this, you know, I want a beefy burger. Like that's actually what I was craving. So I asked her, I'm like, hey, I completely support your uh, your vision of Veganism. being a vegan. You know what I mean? It, it impacts the world in a good way. There's no arguing of that. Like, so she uh, she said to me, she's like, you know, just the way they uh, treat animals, I can't I can't eat it. Like, you know, we treat animals like shit, and we just keep consuming them. And she's like, it was all about the animals, pretty much. Okay. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, so she opted for, like, sushi. She's like, you want to grab sushi? I'm like, ah, I want a burger. Hmm. And I, like, I really did. I didn't want to go out, you know, and spend money unless I really wanted it. I wasn't in the mood for sushi. So she's like, uh, she's like, you could really just eat, like, animals. You know how they're being killed, I guess. And she went full vegan on me. And this was a surprise because you've been vegan for maybe a month. And now, like, you're, like, oh. full-blown... You're like, you know, you're like, That's whack, it was a turn, it was a, a vegan turn, okay. I, but I was not attacking her. I was trying to just educate her mm-hmm. and I'm not a fucking man. I always sound like some fucking cocky motherfucker when I come like, I'm trying to educate her. Me and you I both have, need to like put that aside at some point that we're going to sound cocky because we're just saying like what we think. Yeah. I so I said to her, um... I'm like, yeah, I definitely do. I'm like, I think uh, animals need to be, you know, grass-fed. They need to be, like, raised to maturity. We shouldn't pump them with hormones. And she was just going in about, like, uh, like, yeah, you should be a vegan. And I said, I'm like, well, I pay a premium. I I do most of my shopping at, like, Whole Foods. And I buy, like, cage-free eggs, grass-fed butter. I'm like, so I'm... I feel like I'm in the middle. I'm like eating what I want to eat. 
because I feel like I set a realistic goal for myself. I can still eat meat. I'm not putting the word never on something. And I know that that animal is being treated fairly. Right. So this girl that I was talking to, it seemed like I shattered her brain, her whole train of thought, because I told her she wasn't going to last because she, she told me she would, this is something maybe I should have mentioned in the beginning. She told me how hard it was. She's like, I miss like eating meat. And you shouldn't do that to yourself because you're a person and you have needs. You should eat meat and you could support your cause in another way. So maybe, I guess what I'm getting at is maybe other vegans or people that do this, they think they're supporting this cause, but they don't know they can support the cause by simply maybe shopping at a different area, buying certain products, paying a premium, and you could still be human and do human things. Yeah. That's true. I, uh, just to put insight onto this, you know, I was a vegan for like two weeks me and Julian were vegan for two weeks. Well, Julian actually did it for three weeks, I believe. Okay. Um, it was hard. It was really hard. And I feel like I just like didn't eat that much. I'm telling you, I lost 10 pounds in those two weeks. Mm-hmm. Just flat out. I just lost all this weight. Um, I don't think being vegan is actually healthy. You know, uh, just biologically, the way we're designed and like the way our teeth are shaved and everything just points towards us being omnivores 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 meaning that we drink uh sorry that we eat um meat we eat plants and we eat pretty much whatever we get our hands on um i don't think that we should dissuade ourselves from from what like our natural selection has led us to you know personally I understand the plight of like eating, you know, like I, I like what you said. I like like, you know, eating like cage free, you know, eggs and eating like grass fed stuff like that, you know. That's important. I think a lot. I think it's very important. It's better than, you know, eating just regular supermarket brand stuff. But it's just like that stuff's going to go on until there's like a huge revolution. So it's like it kind of comes down to just you really just got to do what is like works for you and what you know you can kind of sleep at night doing. Well, I think it also like, and this is an obvious for me is if we're pumping growth hormones into something and you eat it, you're eating those hormones. We're like pretty much putting shit into meat and chicken that are basically raising them to maturity. And maybe a month opposed to a year or six months and then people consume them. And I know this is a hot topic. People see kids and they're like, that person's 13 or this person. It's like, well, you're eating growth hormones, man. You killed the thing. It doesn't mean that what you implemented into the thing you killed, you're not consuming no longer. But uh, astray from that is I just think like I just found it not to sound like a dick I found it quite humorous that it was almost a diet plan and I'm like you know you're fine it's about the animals which this girl said but it was also about getting healthy and I'm like the extremes people go to to be healthy I'm like the problem with your idea is it's unsustainable being healthy when you come up with a plan should be like I could do this for a lifetime 
It's like, I could eat this, I could do that. It's like, you come up with a realistic plan. Not like, well, I want to like lose some weight, so I decided to be vegan. It's like, you didn't decide to be vegan. You're a fake vegan. Actually, you're an insult to the real vegans who maybe enjoy the vegan lifestyle. You know what I mean? It's like, you're just, it's all fake. It's all bullshit. It's right. like, all right, so to like what you said, it's like, all right, you're vegan. You lose 10 pounds. It's like back to slaughtering the animals. But while you're losing the weight, maybe it's like you preach to me. About what I eat. Yeah, it's like, no, it's it, it, it's, it is retarded. That's stupid as fuck. <clears throat> um, I forgot what. It, oh, okay. So back onto the hormones thing you're saying. Yeah. So it's funny. Like I actually learned pretty recently that um, you'd be surprised, but like people, like the hormones are affecting us. And I'll give you an example. So like, can you imagine that like? Young girls nowadays, like, I'm telling you, nine years old, nine-year-old girls are getting their periods at nine years old. Mm -hmm. Like, how fucking bonkers is that? You're not even into, like, fourth grade or something like that. They're already getting their periods. It's because of all these hormones that they're probably consuming. That's most likely what's driving it. That's what's driving, like, the age of that lower and lower and lower. Like, how ridiculous. That's crazy. That's, that's like, actually, like, gonna fuck them up mentally, I feel like. like they're it's not gonna fuck them. Yeah. And the same thing with boys. Boys are gonna, like, mature earlier and earlier, too, as a result of this. And it's just, like, it's not healthy. It's not, it's not like, uh, natural. It's sense. not healthy if we're not talking about it. We see this shit, and we have an outrage about it, but we don't, we avoid it the problem we avoid acting like me personally i i'm guessing here because at this point i'm an old man and i forgot i'm pretty sure maybe i should remember i'm not actually gonna get into my life we can't pretend that people aren't having sex and shit between the ages of like 12 and over it's it's happening you can't stop it and you need to almost be really smart about it. And I know, yo, listen, you have a niece and nephew, or my bad. I don't have a niece and nephew. I have a niece and nephew, yeah. You have both now? Yeah, no, I do. What are, wait, yeah. what what? I wait, oh, because he just had both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I All right, Mackenzie. my bad. Congratulations. And I, Max, so. I was only thinking of Mackenzie. For some reason, I forgot Max. All okay. right. All right, so beautiful. You have both. And now I see, like, my niece, and she's two. My nephew is uh, under one. We'll leave him out of the equation. But my point is, it's so hard for people to accept, um, like, just when people are thinking sexually. And that is just human instinct. And I think also what we're feeding them and hormones we're feeding them is going to come into the equation. And we just decide, like, we're not going to have uh, sex ed or health until high school. Because fuck it, that's what we think is right. But I know for a fact in elementary school, in fifth grade, which was the year right before I went into middle school. It used to be sixth grade, but we were the guinea pigs. I was in fifth grade. We were the guinea pigs. I remember in fifth grade, put it all out here, I jerked off for the first time in fifth grade. Um, That's elementary school again, grade school by the way. Not even in middle school, I jerked off for the first time. And 
I forever looked at girls a different way. And no one talked to me about sex and about sexual interaction until about five years later. Because we want to set that as what should be done instead of like what is going on. If that makes sense. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I got you. And that's happening currently though. Like that, I get it. And it's like, it's so easy to gain age and knowledge and forget like, yo, I'll never forget I thought something was wrong with me. I remember that day in fifth grade. I, I'm not going to get into all the details, but I remember thinking, like, what the fuck just happened? And no one talked to me about that for years. You feel me? Okay, like, yeah. But that's happening right now, and parents don't want to accept, uh, yo, listen, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do when I have a kid, but you have to at least acknowledge when it's happening. And it's happening way earlier than we choose to educate people on it. True. That's funny. The first time I jerked off, I was actually influenced. I'm gonna tell you straight up. <laughs> I was influenced. I just, I just think my bad. No, I love it. I know you're gonna tell me, but it's just funny to me. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'll never not be funny. But I, I don't give a fuck. I'll yeah, tell you anything sure. you want to know. So, the first time I jerked off, I'll give you a little backstory. All right. So I was at my house. I had a trampoline, you know. It was cool. I was fucking dope. Yeah, <laughs> so sure, talk, man. talk about like sixth grade, middle school, you know, like just entered middle school. So about a year older than me. Six, because so, I was in fifth grade, 100%. Yeah, exactly. So you're in least, middle school now. At least a year older than okay. me. Okay. So I'm in middle school. I'm hanging out on my trampoline. Um, it must have been pretty deep into sixth grade, closer to seventh grade, because I was hanging out with Nick Fava and Josh Bazo on my trampoline. And we were talking about, like, whatever. And then it just ha- happened to come up that we talked about, like, uh, yo, like, do you ever, like, jerk off? Pretty much. <laughs> like, yo, do you ever jerk off? And they are both asking me. And I was like, no. And like, yo, it feels so good, dude. And I'm like... Wow. So they had obviously did it prior to you. They, uh, yeah. Maybe but, even closer to my age on what I did. Maybe, yeah, maybe. So this is, like, you know, between, like, six getting closer to 7th yeah. grade because I didn't meet Fava until Wood introduced me which was at least like halfway through 6th grade gotcha so um but he was already coming to my house like with just Bazo so in like late 6th grade they, they're telling me about this I'm like wow like whatever it's like I'm just like learning pretty much I, I guess I was kind of sheltered from it um so I remember just like they left and maybe it was the same night maybe it was a night or two later but I ended up like just going to my bathroom and just jerking off and like I came and I was like the first thing you know what the first thing I thought was what I'm a man now. you're a man <laughs> yo that was I'm wow. telling you that's the first thing that I thought I'm a man <laughs> I respect that I thought and I need to interject when I did that I didn't know what to think I didn't like I just didn't have a thought I thought like a million different things I didn't know like I didn't know <laughs> if something was wrong I didn't know why I did what I just did again I was and again you can't underestimate what children learn in a year because 6th mm-hmm. grade going on 7th is different from 5th that's huge that right? is huge and mental intelligence and how you understand things so that can't go unmarked but again like I I don't know how parents like you can't ignore the fact that we think about things so early but they just get put off so hard and 
how do you even even if you have the conversation how do you have the conversation with someone who's maybe still developing their mind so much like but it just goes back to uh I guess you just can't ignore like just natural instinct like I remember thinking about doing things to a girl like before I ever watched pornography before like I had this vision like and it was crazy and again that has to just come down to what I'm programmed to do so we keep saying like this and again this you know we're giving kids like all these hormone pushed foods but so let me play devil's advocate to our own conversation I'm just saying uh, maybe it's been naturally happening our entire life kids developing young and it's like almost as if we're just becoming aware of it and opening our eyes to it it's like we're just sitting down yeah you used to die at the age of fucking 20 and have a family and be dead by then it's like now it's like we live to be 100 so now you're having sex at 12 it's like oh what the fuck is this kid doing he lives to be 100 it's like yeah that was definitely happening 200 years from like ago and your lifespan was just cut in half yeah no it definitely was it's actually I would say more of that is just cultural thing and it all whenever it happens it just kind of makes sense but until now I would say it doesn't make sense now so to literally just put into straight words I'm talking about you go back a couple like 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 a hundred years. People are living into their forties. Nineteen eighteen. Yeah, they're right. living into yeah, their forties, fifties, sixties. Yeah, sixties if you're a great motherfucker. Yeah, you're living a good life and you're living into your sixties. Fuck that! I want to live past sixty. Let me put that out there. No, if you don't live past sixty, you didn't live like a current full life. Honestly. It's, you're going early if you go before 60 yeah, you work. nowadays. Right now, at the time this podcast is being recorded, retirement is not until 65. Exactly, yeah. If you don't make However, retirement. However, I, I recently researched for... And I'll apply this to us. God damn, we're fucking old, Nick. But it's okay. Because I accept it. Um, a kid being born now, the average retirement, and I looked this up about two days ago, is about 79. Damn. If you're going to do the same shit. But I'm putting us in the same pool. Unless, like, this podcast pops off and does everything we need it to do. Like, unless you do shit independently, if you just work for someone, you're working that full-time span. Right. If you want to not work the full duration of whatever someone is giving you the statistic of, mm-hmm. you got to work until you're 80. Maybe but maybe the lifespan will be 110. Like, you know, maybe it lasts longer. Yeah, maybe. You have, to make, you have to be independent. You have to, like, make something like this work. And... Honestly, that's what's been driving me the most out of everything is I sit at work, I sit at these regular things that people did, and I'm like, I can't do it. Like, I, I actually can't. Like, my mind is actually on something like this. It's on a million different ideas. So it's like, I have to just pop it and say, like, yo, whatever your mind is on, you have to go pursue it and you need to make it happen as soon as possible. No, I totally agree with that. I mean... People love to say, you know, like, uh, do what makes you happy, you know, follow your dreams. The reality of it is that, like, that's not really feasible most of the time. Like, you really, realistically need to, like, get your bearings, like, get yourself in a position that will, like, keep you afloat in whatever your current circumstances are. And then maybe you want to pursue your dreams? Yeah, and that's fine. But, like, in reality, you can't just go from 
nothing to something and put all your marbles in one bet like you can't put all your eggs in one basket and just like go for like broke like me and you if we didn't have jobs we couldn't just be fucking sitting here doing podcasts and thinking like oh yeah we'll make it big man yeah you know like we we are both actively doing other shit we have other passions you know this is just one of our many passions and that's like I'm some sure most people understand that but like you can't just make it you can't just go for broke <laughs> you know what I mean you can't just go straight to the top it has to be a slow moving thing like at least nowadays you know like things don't pop like that anymore because there's so much people out there that are trying to do similar things that you're doing so yeah just, you know it definitely though I guess what my point is is if you don't want to have to work your entire life you can't work for someone you have to work for yourself and do something independently and there's nothing wrong with working for someone. You know, there's jobs with great benefits and pensions and so on and so forth. If you land on one of that and you love what you do, like, you obviously are where you're in that and you're happy with it. But if you're a person maybe sitting here and listening and you're not in that and you already know it, then you have to start thinking about what you're going to do about it. You, know, you follow what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. it's not going to get any easier. So it's just you have to almost take the risk and start putting more time into yourself and what you're really going to do because you have to make your sh- we're in an age where you can make yourself pop and it's like if you don't want to be stuck doing some bullshit you have to do it yourself and it's like you have to be your own fucking boss and I think if there's ever a time to become your own boss it's actually right now just go out and just do it every single night you know do what you gotta do like I told you my eye was twitching all day I was fucking shot I've been fucking tired like the rest of the world is and I told you I was like I just made a joke but I was serious at the same time like I'm committed to like doing this tonight like I was ready to come here and talk like because it everything has to work man some 8 mile shit like failure's Hmm. not an option you know Eminem rapping that shit on 8 miles like that's how he fucking felt when he you know he's talking about like fucking paying for his kids food is the diapers and he's saying failure is not an option it's like that's what every mentality someone needs to be into when they're ready to commit to something it's like you know I'm in it all the way gunning it 100 miles an hour and fuck everything that every hiccup every roadblock it's like driving through everything yeah, no, I agree, and I think I'll even, like, take a step back and say that that's probably how you should approach most things, you know, like, you're, like, things that you're serious about, like, you gotta come to the table, like, ready, you know, you gotta be serious, and, you know, just put your your best foot forward in all these scenarios, that's what we're trying to do with this podcast, you know, we're trying to put the best like state of mind that we can onto this microphone hopefully people like and be ready for it and be ready not to cut you off be ready for maybe your family to not agree with you people like you have to it's all gonna come down to your core right like and it's very conflicting when people you you think highly of who are doing things right that maybe don't agree with what you're thinking like what you're doing 
And that's when the confidence, like at the end of the day, you need to really trust the process in which what you're doing, which is the hardest fucking thing. Like, you know, it's hard to see, like, you know how many people have settled for something, which isn't even the worst thing. It's taking the safe bet. Maybe someone has a great job, you know, they're doing this and they're making 80000 and then they hear about, they're a good friend, they hear about your risky thing. You're thinking about doing that? Nah, man, come work with me. You'll be working with me. You got these, these benefits. And it's like, it, they're not even looking, they care about you the most, which yeah. is why they're telling you not to do something because they get scared of the risk you're taking and they want you to just be comfortable. So it's not even like I'm telling you to like, these people are against you. you know, a lot of times, people that love you the most are the ones who are safest about your decisions and they worry the most about the risk you're willing to take because they just want you to be like straight. Right. But you could sometimes interpret that as like, well, like, wow, this person doesn't want me to kill my, my dreams. dreams. You know what I mean? So like that person's just, maybe that person didn't do what they wanted to do. So they're just in fear about that for you. You know, it's funny. Like that's exactly the scenario you just painted is exactly the scenario that was between my like parents and my brother and his wife so like okay. I'm telling you there was a huge like uh, I don't want to say falling out because it's not the right way to put it but essentially like my like sister-in-law like was at my house and they were talking about something and she just kind of like like snapped and like went off on my parents like a while back this is about a year ago over a year ago probably and she was like oh, like all you guys do is like kill our dreams and like stuff like that and then like my brother came over later on and like had to you know like stand like defend her like place and pretty much say like like what are you guys like talking to my wife about stuff like that and it just made this like whole like mess of a scenario but so what she was saying essentially is that you guys kill our dreams like everything that we kind of bring up to the table you guys shoot down and so that that could like that you could say that you know but in reality my parents they do the same thing to me I'm not gonna lie to you they always try to lead me down what they think is the safest avenue. So, like, back when I was, like, taking a test to become a cop, they were like, yeah, like, you know, just to tell them whatever you got to say. Whatever doesn't matter. As long as, you, be, you know, you get this job, that's cool. You'll be good. You'll be set for life. Like, that's all they, all they care about is that you'll get to this point where you're self-sufficient. And we think, like a person can misconstrue that and say that that's a bad thing because I'm not following all my heart and my dreams but realistically they just want you to be self-sufficient financially stable and then like you can grow your own life from there and that's like a totally understandable thing especially from a parent's point of view so but that was where they were coming from my brother and his wife were coming from and like but this, it's so they're so blinded because they only see like the negative stuff but like my parents have done the most ridiculous things for my brother for his wife for their children like 
they go above and beyond and like just the fact that they came at them like that caused like a huge a huge 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 thing and I like actually like tried to talk to my brother and tell him like yo you have to like at some point apologize you have to understand like what my parents have done for you what they've done for your ch- children for your marriage like everything what your parents like obviously they're his parents too you know what I mean for dude I'm talking to my brother but like yeah for hers hers too yeah but well, no, no, that's just, what I mean. Like, you're talking to your brother. You have to understand what... You, you just used the word my. It's hard for him. He's oh, married. his parents, yeah. He yeah. has to, like, you know, almost not get caught up in that. And remember, like, they're your parents, too. Like, you know what I mean? They're being yeah. parents. I, parenting never stops until you die. No. It, no. It'll ne- it, it won't ever stop. And it shouldn't ever stop. Yeah. You know? It's... The same... It's... With, with any other guidance, you know, like you don't know as much as the person who's 20 years older knows so what's um what's like the outcome right now like I uh I just told you how people like you gotta pursue it like you were just giving me this example of like obviously your brother and his wife they want they they were viewing your parents as these dream killers even though they're helping them out like you know to the moon and back but they don't view it as that Mm -hmm. like what is like the outcome now like do they get that do they you know are they still angry about some shit I'm sure there's still animosity there like but the thing is my parents will get past it they'll force themselves to get past it because that's their grandkids you know like if they create a divide between them and their child then they would create a divide between them and their grandkids so it's not a feasible thing for them to do they're in a position kind of of less power (laughs) because they care because they care so much because yeah and so they're not letting Mackenzie go they're not letting Max go like so damn man that's real deep it never got it never got resolved and I'm telling you I, I put my best foot forward to try to help resolve it because you know I'm very good at like understanding people yeah and like Empathizing and like trying to relate, so I I've I have tried that, and it actually never worked. But uh, I guess kind of just time healed it realistically, which is like the worst way for it to be healed. It is, but sometimes it is the only way. But it tend it it, it seemed to be the only way. So yeah, but when it comes to and I know I'm just transitioning maybe the conversation, but like there's some things like death and shit where it's like. And even then, it doesn't even heal. It just hides. It just goes in dormant with the impact, man. But fuck, that was some deep shit. And I get, and again, like, I'm on the same level. And I can't even, as I listen to this, I can't pretend to understand because I don't have children. And one of my mother's things that she has said uh, more times than I can possibly count is you'll understand one day when you have kids. <laughs> and that's it like that you know yeah. you said you like your parents like are almost at it's funny your parents are in a comfortable spot they have their house pensions whatever but you said to me they are in the spot of uh how do I say it? like of like non-negotiation where they feel stuck because they don't want to lose their grandchildren 
where you think maybe, like, just looking at it, it's like, they're in the spot of all power. It's like, they have nothing to lose. But it's like, nah, man, it's like everything. They have everything to lose because everything is love and affection with them. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the most you can lose. So it's very interesting that, you know, you really bring that, you know, you, you, know, you bring that to the table. Like, because it's actually, like, I feel empathy right now just listening to everything. But I've seen, you know, you tell me about your family, I think about my family. And then that's happening with every family out there. It's like... It's a struggle, you know. It, it was it was a struggle. I would say that it died down a lot, but like like I said, it was just it's it's died down because of time, not because of like a conversation, because of people coming to terms with things and you know like being honest and true mm-hmm. to themselves and to each other, which is the healthiest way to deal with things. It was just time, so it's a shame, but you know for my parents' sake is kind of whatever works. You, yeah. You can't blame them. They need, they want to see their grandkids like more than anything. Nothing brings them as much joy. I know, man. And like, I just feel the love in your voice and I know your parents. It's just like, it's almost very difficult for me to even respond because I, I just, I, love is so strange, man. And emotions, I just know what it's like caring for someone. I've cared about people who haven't given a fuck about me, and everyone's gonna be in that situation. It's just like, it's tough, man. That's like, that's all it is. But I guess to just recap this topic, it's there's gonna be people you think are dream killers, but maybe sometimes sit back and understand they care the most about you, but maybe. You have to go against them sometimes, but don't ever forget that. Like, don't think that those people are against you. Like, they just care about you. But you, like, and again, don't, it's like just this, it's almost like, uh, like tectonic plates, like going against each other. You know what I mean? Chase what you want to chase, but also hear what people want to say and also understand they care about you, but also understand you need to go, like. <laughs> it, it, like it always comes back to the same thing that we talked about. I think the last time and like probably the last two times is that you got to understand where other people are coming from in every aspect of your life you always like if you have a disagreement with somebody you think a different way than other another person does you have to try to like understand the reason that they think the way that they do and then you can get to like why they then you might come to an understanding you know Mm -hmm. just you might not agree at the end of it most likely you won't agree at the end of it but you'll get why they think the way that they do, and that's just as valuable as coming or, to Or sometimes, and then I want to actually, I want to transition off this topic, is you can just take what they say and you just, you're done. Right. You know what I mean? You're like, all right, like, sure, I'll go do this and I'll go do this with my life. So, um, anyway, I was actually recently talking to a girl at my job. She was talking about pay raises, and I wanted to talk about this. This came up today, actually, and you wanted to talk about it a few weeks back because we had a friend who was going to ask for a raise, and she's like, hey, uh, how much was your raise? I'm going to ask her one soon, and she was just going to go ask, and I'm like, well, don't go ask, and she got all confused. She's like, what do you mean don't ask for a raise, and I'm like, well, you need to first interpret, like, what it's like maybe asking a supervisor who is not the owner of the company to give you a pay raise. They have no authority in that. You know what I mean? Like, you're catching them off guard. You're making them feel awkward because 
even if they think you deserve a raise, maybe the person above them doesn't think you deserve a raise, you know what I mean? So I told her, I just helped her write out an email, and like, let them know that, like, this coming Friday that you want to basically send them an email and say, hey, um, I want to discuss a pay raise uh, this coming Friday, if I can have a moment of your time. I've been here for, like, two years, explain some talking points, and give them a heads up. And I know that we have a friend who I don't know if you want to say his name or if not say his name. Okay. All right. So we were talking about Julian asking for raise. Yeah. In that case, and I told you to make sure that he doesn't ask for it off the rip because when you ask for a raise off the rip, you're pretty much asking someone who probably doesn't have the authority to give you a raise, and now like you're making them answer something that they can't even answer, and. Uh, I just want to talk about that and dive into a little bit of like how you should pretty much ask in, in advance about getting something like that because it gives you time to prepare on why you should get a raise and it gives them time to like digest and maybe talk to whoever authorizes a raise. Hey, just to let you know on Friday, so-and-so is going to be talking to me about a raise because I've been in positions and I've seen it already where people ask for a raise and they get denied. Whereas they would have almost went about it in a different way. Easily wouldn't have. It's just like, you go up to anybody, you ask for more money. It's like, all right, I can't give you more money. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, people, these people get angry. They're like, I deserve it. Yeah, you did deserve it, but you just did everything wrong. Like, that person doesn't, it isn't the owner of the company. You know what I mean? Right. True. <sighs> excuse me. Damn. That's all right. Those uh, five Guinnesses are getting to me. Yeah, it's 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. <laughs> Uh, but you know, yeah, you're totally right. That that just comes back to literally what I was just saying. Like, you gotta empathize with everybody that you interact with. You gotta, if you really want to understand how a person is treating you, or <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys will never know. Fuck you off, man. You'll never know. <laughs> All right, continue. But if you want to empathize with the way like a person is treating you. Or, like, you just gotta come to an understanding with people. Like, whenever whenever you lash out in anger, that's the one thing I want to try to, like, explain. Uh, it's easy. The easiest reaction is anger. So the easiest reaction is to just be like, oh, like, fuck this person. Like, they don't get me. They don't get what I'm doing. They don't understand, like, where I'm coming from, what I want to be, who I am. But the hardest reaction is to say, why is this person responding to me the way that they are? Why, why are they telling me to do this? Why are they trying to dissuade me from the current path that I'm on? When you can like understand other people and Your their motives... EI. What? Your EI, emotional intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. talked about on OO3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's EQ. EQ. Oh, fuck. It's like IQ versus EQ. When you come back to, like, your EQ, like, your emotional quotient, I guess you could call it, then you understand, like, where the person's coming from. And it's it's so important. It's the most important thing, probably, in, in having relationships with people. So... That's all. That's one of the things we try to convey here. It's like somebody will be coming at you. They'll be saying things you don't agree with. And that's fine. But the thing is, 
it's actually you have to understand how valuable that information is because it's valuable to, to to see other points of view and like if somebody comes at you saying things that you don't agree with and they disagree with the way you're doing things when you come back at them with an argument you have to understand that you just solidify yourself as a human being you solidify the grounds you stand on and why you are who you are and you literally actually learn about yourself that's actually one of the to just put it out in the world that's one of the biggest perks of this podcast to me personally is that I get to learn more about who I am and that's such that's such a beautiful thing yeah it's such a valuable thing that's like a priceless thing it's just helps me grow so you should help yourself grow by understanding how people treat you the way they do why they treat you the way they do and like actually taking a conscious thought about your life and the experiences you have around you in every kind of a circumstance you're in whether it's in the family or it's at the job it's just understand like understand where you're in and try to always put yourself in that person's shoes and understand what they can ask you and why they can ask you and then always take uh always yo listen man I'm probably gonna be in like the not the mainstream view but always assume someone actually is thinking the best for you and I think that if you take that and you interpret everything as that you will in turn make better life decisions instead of thinking everyone is against you which is the easy way out and thinking people don't like you and then you talk shit about people and then it's just this, this fucking cycle of shit going through the fucking sewer just assume and you listen there's going to be people that hurt you but instead of viewing that just instead of when someone hurts you instead of viewing that you did something wrong just understand that maybe that person is lost and they have to be really lost in order to be hurting you and don't think that there's something wrong with you for that matter just go surround yourself with the people who are doing right by you you know sometimes people get like a fucked up thing that could happen to them and it's like they think they're they're fucking broken they're a bad person and it's like nah that person it's not you it's that person that's just a bad person and I think majority of the world it's just good people willing to help and you need to be willing to help back it's just the, you know it's a fucking river just cycling through that's a really good point actually which I didn't bring up it's cause Obviously, there's going to be blind criticism to a lot of things that you do. And, like, not constructive criticism, just criticism and for the sake of being critical. So, like, what Mike just said. Like, people are going to come at you and just say things and just actually try to bring you down. And that's just something that's going to happen with life based on, you know, just straight up numbers. Like, there's going to be people in your life that just do that. That is unhealthy. Wow, it's loud. Yo, it's so loud. I wanted to mention the rain. Like, yeah. I, but I love it. And no, I it. love the rain too. Yeah, yeah it's sick. My bad. There's going to be people in your life that bring you down. <laughs> no, yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be people in your life that bring you down. But you have, to, you have to be able to distinguish constructive criticism from just straight criticism. Like, uh, people that are going to be there to, like, tell you when you're doing things that are wrong because they think that it'll benefit you and people that are going to tell you th- things that you think that they think that you're doing wrong just to bring you down. And there's a huge, huge stark difference between those two things. 
and being able to discern those is a, is a, a life skill, I would say. Yeah. So. It's an EQ. It's an EQ, yeah. So it's it's just about being able to read things. And I'm sorry because we we're going to sound like a broken record if you actually do listen to everything we say, every podcast we put out. Because it's actually super important that you understand where people are coming from and you understand when you should take what people say into consideration and when you shouldn't. You know, It's very important that you understand the correct way to proceed through your life you know you have to, it, it's a lot of, a lot of its instinct you know yeah I would say a lot of its instinct you have to be willing to evolve though yes yeah, yeah. You know. and that's the thing open-mindedness is like the key just you know it, everything is your attitude first man yeah you know you go up you just enter situations if your attitude is wrong you're fucking setting yourself. You're like you're failing. Yeah, you're yeah, already yeah. failing. Like you're screwing and yourself. And then attitude, Joe. You know how many people have read a fucking quote where it's like you're your biggest like obstacle. You're who you need to overcome, and it's so fucking true. You know, I sit here and I'm having this conversation, and I deal with these own things that I'm talking about right now on a regular basis that I don't always succeed at. I still come failure to things that I am saying right now that I am well aware of. You, you feel me? Like, yeah. I absolutely. get how some, a situation should be handled. That doesn't mean like I do it. And I, that even makes it more painful but it's just, just you need to just again like We have to understand we both understand it. Like it's a practice what you preach thing and honestly sometimes practicing is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. It's harder than preaching. Yeah, you know. So sometimes when we tell we we give advice, we might not be literally to the T what we're saying, but we understand that it's the right thing. Yes, to do, you, know? you know. People and, and like, we work towards. We've it. all met the person that says, "I give the best advice," but like you know, or you see a meme. I wish I I took the advice I I've given. It's just yeah, that's life, man. Yeah. So just fucking, if you're listening, just take it, man. I fucking, I gotta just jump in right here and traject. I fucking love this rain falling. Oh, me I'm too. A, I'm beautiful. a huge fan of listening to rainfall. And I heard all this, like, chaos and entropy happening in my headphones, but then I realized there's so much synchrony in what's going on outside right now. And yeah. that's why I picked up, uh, Miss Arrow found a, a half clip it's a half blunt. It's basically a blunt if you don't smoke. <laughs> on uh, the poker table, we play poker every Saturday night. And he found it maybe two weeks ago. I walked down to the basement and I'm like, yo, I smell like weed down here. I did a whole podcast. I'm about to leave and I turn and look around. I'm like, this is like half a blunt just on the table here that Mike didn't even acknowledge. But we didn't smoke it that night. I said, no, no, I we were, didn't. I was like, we're going to smoke it when you know it feels right. And anyway, I'm letting our listeners know right now that that's exactly that's what's going to happen. Sparked. Yeah, so thank you for listening. We're about to tune off. You know, we we give you the the non-high content unless, like, there'll be a day where we smoke and we just chill out. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just wanted to let them in on what's going on right now because that's definitely about to happen. I'm super excited about so, it. So, yeah. I, I personally apologize for rambling because I know I've done it. But we, yeah, it was but, all good though, man. I listened to you, like I listened to every word you said. Yeah. I don't think we really talked. I'm 
fuck it, man. Correct me if I'm wrong. We didn't really talk about much of what we talked about last podcast. Like, no, it's completely different. We started on a topic of vegan, yeah, and we went into people just hearing people out and just clear decision making, understanding the world isn't against you. You know, fucking hit that fucking subscribe button, smash that thumbs up, like, comment, send, and fucking we appreciate you and love you. Thank you so fucking much. We're going to smoke this blunt and listen to the rain. Thank you. Thank you.